What's up, people? Michael here with the Rare Petro Podcast, bringing you episode three of what in the heck just happened in oil and gas last week for the week of May 27th, 2019. We're live on YouTube at about 10, 19 a.m. here on a Thursday, May 30th. Beautiful day outside here in Golden, Colorado. If you're hearing this on iTunes, you'll probably be hearing this, my guess is, sometime Thursday afternoon and As always, if anything drops between now and Friday, we will make sure to update you. A little clerical work before we start up. First off, if you have not, please subscribe to all of our content on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe to this podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. All you have to do in any of those is search Rare Petro. That's the easiest way to find all of our content. You can also check us out on www.rarepetro.com. Second off. If you would like to interact with the show, please email podcast at rarepetro.com. You can ask me any other questions. I'm thinking of doing a Q&A here at some point. We've had a couple questions get dropped, so I want to make sure that we get all those answered. We'll probably do a Q&A podcast here very soon. And finally, next week on Monday drops eight new episodes of season two of Around the Basin in 180 Seconds. I'm going to kind of record those starting today, tomorrow, and this weekend. Get those lined up for you on Monday. It's going to have the same great stuff you guys always look for. Events, production, and then just big, more operator-based news, whereas you know this one focuses more on the oil markets. I think that's everything clerical-wise. If I'm missing anything, as always, please email me, podcast at rarepetro.com. Otherwise, let's go ahead and dive right in. As always, we're live on YouTube doing a little screen share. So if you have the opportunity to watch this, please visit us there. I show my charts. You can see a little bit of the, uh, uh, you can see my, my uh, what am I trying to say? You can see my Google Doc that I go through with. The Google Doc will also, the link will also be in the comments. You can check that out. It has links to all of my charts that I use that. So if you are watching this on the podcast, feel free to go into the, go feel free to go into the description. I have the link to the Google Doc. You should be able to go and see it. As far as what happened this week in oil and gas, first off, Monday, happy Memorial Day. Uh, a nice long weekend for everybody. Thank you for everybody who listens, uh, who's uh, served our armed forces. That being said, you know, because it was a holiday on Monday, if we kind of go look at the chart, not much really happened. Um, as we can see, if we look down here at the bottom of the chart, volume was really low. Not much really happened. The only thing that really kind of did drop Monday rolling into Tuesday was actually... Um, huge amounts of flooding that happened both in Arkansas and Oklahoma. And, and really what that means for crude oil, unfortunately, is that it's going to stop those distribution hubs from being able to actually uh, transport that crude out of, say, what out of the, you know, Cushing or where all these distribution hubs are into the actual refiners where they need it. And so that kind of created a slight bidding war on crude. And as you can see towards the end of Monday and coming into about Tuesday, eh, we'll say midnight, 1 1 a.m. We'll say midnight, 1 a.m. You really, you saw crude jump up about a, you know, jump up about a dollar just because of that, that slight issue there. And then Tuesday, really super, super muddled on the day. You know, we saw a high of 59.54 and a low of 58.70, but it did not, it just bounced in between that range. So there was some good action. Like I said, there was about a dollar to play with, a little less than a dollar to play with on either, either side of that. Um, and we saw sort of that volume come back as it was the first day back from Motorola. The two big, really big swings. You know, the chart really looks more like a W. Because of the holiday weekend, 
API and EIA actually got pushed back to Wednesday, Thursday. So API does not drop two does not drop at two thirty um, on this on uh, yeah, on Tuesday. It went ahead and wait till Wednesday. And really, what we saw Wednesday happening was an absolute just 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 curl over, just a curl over of the price, starting at from the open all the way until the end of the U.S. session. Oil went from fifty nine dollars, basically even when the uh, the new day started, which is technically four o'clock on that Tuesday. To by the time the U.S. session was over that next morning, oil was all the way down to fifty-seven dollars, so about a, a two-dollar drop. In. And really, what the cause of concern was that was there was a little trade war. There's just some trade war going on, and and, and we know and, and and we know that a lot of this has to do with not just what's going on in the U.S. trying to trade war, but also that there's these rising political tensions going on in the Middle East. So we know we we know that last week Trump comes out and says we're going to do some we have to do subsidies to farmers. Because we, because of these tariffs I've been putting on, are actually causing our farmers, our commodities farmers, to lose out a little bit. And so he's coming in with those sixteen billion in 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 relief funds. While it's great for the farmers, it's just a sign that the that the administration is admitting that this trade war isn't going well. More bad news came out, just because of the fact that you know there hasn't been you know the only. You know, the, 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 you know, really the quote that stood out to me in this article, it's, it's a Reuters article written by a fantastic um, reporter, but a, a senior Chinese diplomat on Thursday compared the trade actions from Washington to naked economic terrorist. Terrorism, excuse me. Naked economic terrorism. If there is a worse way to describe a trade war, it's that. And so on the news of that, it just caused an absolute tanking of the price and it was not helped because at two thirty, when um, and it was not caused. Now, what we did see was once that reached the bottom, once it bottomed out about ten o'clock, we actually did see a rise back up in the price about another dollar. So while we, you know, we saw a tank, you know, while we saw a tank earlier in the U.S. session, the Globex session actually rose that up to its high, which to its uh, uh, weekly high, which was about which was uh, fifty-seven six. Which was excuse me fifty nine seventy one, and actually what happened Wednesday in that uh, early morning session we actually had our trading channel of the week which we'll get to at the end, and so when the Tuesday at, at uh, two th- or excuse me Wednesday at two thirty Mountain Time when the API released they actually uh, they 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 announced a five point six million dollar draw and that's actually what you saw right here kind of run that price up a little bit there was a in in the moments when that dropped they went from uh. Uh, the low of fifty eight seventy five to fifty nine fourteen. So if you're wondering back home, that's about four hundred and fifty dollars per contract. So I mean, if you it's about four hundred fifty dollars a contract. So a pretty good fifteen minute segment, and that's really big. You know, they were expecting. You know, the the API was expecting a big draw just because we've been expecting draws in the past couple weeks. They finally were like, okay, this is when we're going to get it. And then Thursday when the EIA numbers drop, it just does not come in as strong. On the backs of what we talked about earlier in this podcast on Tuesday, which was that there was there was flooding in Arkansas and Oklahoma, and you're having all these distribution hubs back up. So you expect there not to be as, as big of a draw as, as there might be otherwise. 
and that's what we saw in the EIA report. Only a point three million dollar, only a point three million dollar, point three million barrel draw. It was forecasted to go point nine. API had him really bit. API had it really big at five point six, and that's really what you saw here at eight uh, here here at eight thirty. You can see from the chart. You know, it ran up to its high in the Globex session about 1 a.m. on Thursday. And then since then, it has just continued to fall. It retraced a little bit back up to, from, you know, it was up at 59.71. Retraced back down to 50, uh, 58.80. Bounced back up to about 59, $59 even. And then since the API came out at 8.30, it has absolutely um, tanked the uh, it has absolutely tanked the price, and as we sit in this chair now, it cont- as I sit in the chair now, it continues to fall. I mean, it went from fifty-eight seventy all the way down now to fifty-seven fifty-four trading currently, bouncing back between fifty-four fifty-seven fifty and fifty-five and fifty-seven sixty. Excuse me. So an extremely volatile week. You know, last week we saw really two just huge movements. Otherwise, the markets were pretty muddled. This week has been just an insane amount of volatility. We've We've been down, up. You know, we've had a you know four percent, you know anywhere between two to four percent drops or rises in the price on pretty much each, on both on Wednesday and Thursday, and I expect Friday to be no different. We go over here and look at our long-term chart as we see our uh, support line that we or our channel, our bottom channel support line that we drew last week continues to hold. We have another tu- we have another touchdown here, and right now we you know we're looking you know according to this we could see a small test, you know. According to our channel line, we could now see a test at, at, down at 56.54 uh, with this. Um, but we also, you know, we have volume, you know, we have a volume bench easily right there that 57.50 that's kind of acting as support right now. We sort of have a top bench up here at 59.94, about $60 that can that's acting as some sort of resistance. And those are kind of the big levels I'm looking for in this upcoming week. And... Yeah, that's kind of about it. It was it was sort of a light week, like we. Um, it was sort of a light week. Oh, I don't want to forget this. This was a really interesting article, and I'll highlight it right here. The Saudi premium increase to Asian refiners, and this is something that they actually came out with early this morning. I wanted to touch on it before we move on to the trading channel of the week. So every month, Asia, uh, excuse me, every month, uh, the Saudis they what they do is they set the price. And they set the price and they set the premium value for what they are going to sell their crude for and what they're going to sell their exported crude for in the next month. Well, they came out today and said they are going to increase it by about a dollar of all their what's called official selling prices, what's called OSPs, of all their crude grades that are selling specifically to Asia. Because Asia is their biggest buyer and they can see and they see an increased amount of and they see an increased amount of demand from Asia. What they're doing is they're trying to just match up those premium prices to reflect how much a how much global supply is tightened and the amount of demand that is being encouraged from a lot of these Asian refiners. So you know their their Arab crew light is actually being upgraded by about a dollar, which is its highest level since January of 2014, um, according to a Reuters survey of four refinery sources in Asia. So. A Saudi is recognizing that this that the supply is tightening, demand is increased, and they're henceforth setting that into all their OSPs, and, and we're seeing about a dollar increase per, which is highest level since 2014, which I think is unbelievable. And what you could and and what's interesting is how is is if that then translates to the markets. I mean, right now, if we look at our long term chart, we went from December 2018 of 42 dollars to a high of 56. You know, sixty-six dollars, and now the price since then has now tumbled and fallen all the way back down to fifty-six dollars. So the real question remains: is because of all this, do we see a reaction in the oil price? It'll be very interesting, and that's something we will watch for. 
All right, before we finish up here, let's go ahead and look at our trading channel of the week. This comes in the early morning session of Wednesday. It was actually on a huge fall. Well, that doesn't look good. So here we go. And let's adjust the charts here. It actually came in the Globex session really early, you know, in uh, in, in the Globex session, early Wednesday morning. Started about um, 3 a.m. and went till about 5 a.m. And the reason why I liked it was for a couple reasons. We just set up the chart here. First off, we had an absolute tumbling of the price. We had an absolute tumbling of the price due to that, um, uh, due to that, um, inc- uh, uh, we had, we had a, sorry, I'm just trying to get my chart here together. We had, a, we had a huge tumbling of the price and that was due to a couple reasons, probably the flooding. There was a lot of trade war stuff going on and we knew, and we know from our long-term chart that there's a volume bench at 57.56. And if we look at what happened here at 50, at about 57.60, this thing decides to turn around a little bit and it would have been, a, and, and, and what we could see is you could, and, and what it signifies is that you could possibly play a retracement. So really what I'm looking for is if the, once this starts to continue to go up and form a channel, I'm looking to end, I would be looking to enter something like this. And what we saw is it bounced off 5760, which we've already identified as a lower level support line. We see, we see it begin to run up, it touches a chant top and we see it begin to run up and run up and just start kind of muddled around, but it slowly takes these incremental steps up. Well, boom, once it hits at about 350 a, you know, once, once that we see this top wicker at about 4, 4 a.m. What that signifies to me is I can then go ahead and draw a channel. And I went ahead and did that. And what do we see? That you could uh, you could get in at a, an entrance point would have been right there. And then immediately as it falls back to that lower channel on which you could fall, you could have picked up a good 20, 20 pips right there. And then at the and then at a reversal point, the other option is a reversal point right here. You enter at 57.78 and let it ride all the way up to 57.90. Again, that would have been about two $300 trade. Really, the reason why I like this one is just super simple to play. I'm a big channel guy. Sometimes the simpler, the better. If you make it, sometimes if you make them a little too, these trades a little too complex, it can, it can really, um, it can really decide that. So, really, what the, uh, you know, really what I'm sorry, we just having some. And really, what I'm looking for out of this trade is when it gets up to this upper level support line of fifty. At 58.07, that's when I think you say go ahead and get out, and, and that's really when the thing began to turn around. So with so I think that's everything. Hopefully, I didn't miss anything that you guys are looking for. Again, email me at podcast at rarepetro.com if you have any comments. Otherwise, I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna let you guys go ahead and get back to work. Thank you for checking out what in the heck just happened in oil and gas last week for May 27th, 2019. And as always, thank you, thank you, thank you for helping me modernize the oil field.